All right, welcome to Painkiller, nearly episode 49. Yeah. So, dude, you're camera. <laughs> it's yeah. me. It's me. I have a bad effect on it. Um, we were just talking about Trump. God, I freaking love Trump. Like, I, it's not that I love his policies. That's not it. I think he's got to no, suck. I, I, Most I, of them are, are quite bad, irresponsible at best. Uh, some of them are good because, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you went with, it's A or B and you went with B. I guess we can all agree that B is moderately okay. But when it's like, it, when it comes down to, like, he's anti-vaccination. There's see, one that I'm really one-sided on. I'm, see, I'm not. I, I'm, I, okay, so here's the thing. Everyone who, like, hears about an anti-vaxxer thinks they're loons, that they're crazy. And I, I come at it from a different position. It's uh, it's not that I think you shouldn't vaccinate kids. I think you should. It's about whether or not the government should mandate how you raise your children. And they're like, all right, your kids need these medicines. And at some point, we're all part of a society. I get that. I get that. At some point, like, you know, I'm going to take my unvaccinated kids and put your kids at danger in public school. I, I could definitely see a role where like maybe the school requires a vaccination, right? Not necessarily the birthing hospital or something, but like, hey, if you want to go to school here, then you got to be vaccinated, period. I think that's the current way of things. Is, it was when I was little. I don't know. But yeah, um, I think that's still, the, I, I know that now they're passing laws so that schools, so that if you want to attend certain public schools, you have to be vaccinated. That's a thing that's happening. I now. can kind of get on board with that. But if you want to just like exist on this earth and raise your, and homeschool your kids and little house on the prairie, this whole thing, and, and, you know, do your 1800s existence, that should be your right to me. Like there, there, there should be a possibility of having kind of a, a small government, buy your land, do your thing, raise your kids, have your cattle. Like it, I don't Is know. Anyone, I don't think anyone's going against that. I, I think. I think I, you're. I could be wrong then, but because I thought, see, the school entrance thing, I can get on board with, but the whole like every human must have. This, no one's saying that. Really, I, I need to check it. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's the other way around. I think only now are our places starting to take a, a stand and say no. If you want to attend a California public school, you have to be vaccinated. Um, and certain vac vaccinations, I think, like I when the small were you vaccinated for smallpox? Uh, I'm not sure actually. Do you have a scar here on your arm? Uh, no, I don't. And you weren't vaccinated for smallpox. So Did, my mom you? and my no, my mom and my dad were. It was a different age group. Like there was, they stopped doing it at some point. Uh, like I don't think they I, just do it anymore. But I know my mom and my dad were vaccinated for smallpox. I, I actually thought that you no longer get that scar. Not smallpox, polio. That's what it was. Polio. Yeah, that one goes back even further. Do you have your polio vaccination? Like I, I, I would want my kids to have have those things. I feel like now, if they're vaccinating for some some random bullshit that that you just don't think is going to be come into play, like I don't think they need their yellow fever vaccination. Uh, they're not going anywhere where that's going to come into play. Uh, I could see that, but some of that basic shit that we've cured and we want to keep cured, uh, I, I could see that. Uh, even at birth, I feel like certain vaccinations should be done. I mean, you don't skip your shots on your puppies; you get them done. <laughs> I. Shucks, I, I can't find it quickly enough. But I thought that the reason people don't have that scar anymore isn't that they're not vaccinated. It's that there's a better vaccine. Well, it used to, if I remember correctly, I hope this is the polio vaccine I'm thinking of. There were like multiple needles uh, mm -hmm. involved with the, with, and they, they were sort of scratching the skin or poking the skin. It was for smallpox. I found two websites that said that that thing is for smallpox. And uh, they stopped giving that in the 70s because the disease was said to be eradicated. Awesome. And, um, I guess that's it. I, I, maybe I'm wrong about them having a better vaccine. Well, in any case, um, we cured smallpox with that vaccine. That's good. I would like to still have that, though, just in case of any terrorism or anything. I, I would like to have all the vaccines I could possibly get. I want I want to be vaccinated for all that for like West African stuff and and <laughs> South American uh, uh, diseases. You I want to be Ebola safe. Ebola vaccine. Yes, I would love that. I would Do love you remember Ebola the vaccine. Ebola crisis. 
I remember laughing at it. I, every time no, that No, you were on board with it. You even bet money. I, I had that, a bet that, yeah, well, it looked, you know, there was a tipping point there where, it, you know, there was a, <laughs> you were giving me good odds. It made sense. Backtrack, there was a, backtrack, backtrack. There was a chance that it could have went crazy, I guess. <laughs> but, but it was very unlikely. I don't think anybody was, I, I wasn't taking it so seriously. I was bunkering down or anything. I thought. Well, I'll admit you weren't bunkering I down. I think my but... numbers were pretty, pretty conservative. I, I was thinking. I didn't think that it would just be gone. I thought it would spread, you know, uh, to like 25 people, I think. Yeah, I think but, you said 25 people would get it. Or maybe it was even, if it was one or two, would die from it. Like, yeah, one or was, two. It, that, like, those seemed like conservative numbers to me because it seemed like there were like a handful of infected and they had traveled a bit before they, they caught them. It just seemed like there should be some Ebola boogers out there floating around, getting on people. And oh, but it was someone had to catch it in the U.S. and die. That was like the thing. So they couldn't. That, yeah, that just. Yeah, I thought there were just more people out there infected <laughs> that we didn't know about that were. I didn't think I, it was over yet, but it I was. I thought, and I, it turns out I was right on this one, that it was just like all the other ones, all the bird flu, all the SARS, Ebola, flu. Like, swine flu i guess i i really really follow that one but it seems like every so often there's a disease that's going to eradicate humankind and it never does i never even meet anyone who has i don't this disease. we should be hammering that i don't know if we should be thinking like this though because one day it will come and it'll be like because you always hear about those uh like uh those flus that happened in like the early 1900s and in the 1800s and like it would wipe out like 20 fucking million people or something awful like that like what if one of those happens and we're not prepared for it? What if we don't take that seriously? It will come if we're not good at solving it, right? Like, we're pretty good at fixing a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, back to Trump. Um, he gave out Lindsey Graham's phone number. That was great. It was that awesome. Was, I, so, I, <laughs> the whole thing was great. So, Lindsey Graham took a, took a shot at him, so... Um, Trump, Trump basically said about John McCain that something along the lines of like, I don't think he's a hero. Uh, I want to talk about the guys who didn't get captured. Those are the ones uh, that are, that we should be focusing on. He basically was saying like, Hey, this guy got shot down and captured or whatever. Like what makes him the big yeah. hero? He's not a like, good soldier. A good soldier gets a few kills and comes back home. Like, yeah, yeah, he should, he, should go, he should have been over there, done his business, and then made it back. They caught him. How does that make him a hero? That's what he, sort of yeah. what he said. What he said that, was, I like my soldiers who aren't captured. That's yeah. just me. Like, like, it's kind of like it's my Trump impression. I'll work on it. Yeah, so he takes a little <laughs> shot at, uh, at John McCain. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty cheap shot, if you ask me. So then Lindsey, Lindsey Graham decides to jump in on this, and he calls uh, Trump like a numbskull or a jackass or something like that. You know, like, like a... A childhood level insult, right? Like, <laughs> like you'd be here on the playground when you're in third grade, and you'd be like, like, like that. You'd, it still wouldn't phase you. Lindsey Graham, you brought a water pistol to a gunfight. Carry on. Donald Trump, a jackass. <laughs> Donald Trump's like, Donald Trump said something like, "Look at this guy." I remember just a couple years ago, he was trying to get a job over at Fox News. He comes to me, "Oh, can I get a reference? Can you could you just say my name?" And I'm like, "What is this guy? A beggar?" Ah. <laughs> like, look at him now. He's polling at zero percent. Where am I polling? Seventeen percent. And he he just tears Lindsey Graham apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I love it. That's that's the Donald Trump show. He's not going to be president, but he is going to ruin this thing for the public. <laughs> <laughs> he's great i love him i don't really like what he's gonna do or say i don't even know really what he's gonna do but i love what he has to say i, I the debates yes Wait get to the debates dude like that's when it because because this is a guy who he's a reality tv show uh host like like he's he's an entertainer he's bringing show business into this uh, into you know what this it thing. takes to be in the debates you have to be top 10 on august 6th i think i think it could be seventh uh, something yeah right he's won Top 10. Yeah. His, yeah. You know what place he's? First. First place. Jeb Bush is behind him. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like two weeks away, and, and, and he's in first. He's not going anywhere. He's in the debates. It's going to be so entertaining. Oh, it's when you get Because there are legitimate Republican candidates out there that are probably moderate. I don't know which ones. Jeb but they're, Bush is they're, not they're, that way, yeah. Oh, he's a fucking Bush, though. How can you just stomach right? that? I, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, although a Clinton is just as unsavory, if you ask me. I hear you. <clears throat> in any case, though, we don't want a Trump, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna, <laughs> gonna get, get a him in the debates for sure, dude. At this point, I hate every candidate. At some point, I'm gonna backtrack and be like, you know what? Now that I've given like fucking who's that Ohio governor? 
Oh, like Paul? Is it Paul Ryan? No. No. I, like, like I, their names are all so generic. I've just got like a Rolodex full this of. This guy them. is like Klitsch or something. Um, John, K A S I C H Kazik. He's not, no, no, that, that alone. <laughs> that that alone is the that, issue. Yeah, yeah. He just announced he's running for president. Now he's he's polling. He's he's there's like four people trying to get that tenth slot. Chris Christie, Bobby Jindal, John Kaox, or Kasich. Chris Christie should just stop wasting his time. <laughs> it's difficult to pronounce. Jindel, yeah, Christie, I don't think he's going to do so Rick well. Rick Perry, John Kasich, and... Uh, John, John Perry's a moron. We've, we've all seen I know, that. I know, But, oh, but Perry's... You know what? It's Out just, of that group, I don't know if I want Perry or... Do you, have you seen Bobby Jindal speak? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Bobby Jindal. Used to be the uh, governor of Louisiana. He's a brown right. and, and, man. Right, right. And prior, he's an Indian guy. Prior to that, he was Kenneth DePage on Thirty Rock. <laughs> he's just fucking like he sounds and looks exactly like Kenneth DePage. And right. this is what I think we should be doing now. And and it's so patronizing. He like it's like you think I'm oh. stupid. Every time he talks, I hate him more. But now I'm amused. Now, now it's showtime, right? Now, now we're ready. And the Democrats are, are always like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a couple serious people over there trying to do their thing. Love them or hate them. They're, they're, they're that side. The Republicans. Oh, my God. There's like the pizza guy. <laughs> you know, the, one of the biggest problems is this. The Democrats say things that I disagree with. The Republicans say things that I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, right? The Republicans say things that don't exist. It's like one one side is saying, I don't I think you're making too much money. I, I think we need to take a little bit more of your money and we need to redistribute it maybe a little bit to these other people and then maybe trickle down and no bullshit. Everybody needs a leg up. And I'm just like, ah, I don't really want you to take any more of my money. Let's find another way. Maybe if we could just be more efficient. Let's mm -hmm. run the, let's let's look at some of these uh, uh government jobs. Let's do, let's let's look at another area. Don't take my money. But then the Republicans will be like, Space Wizards. We got to <laughs> look at and it's just like, whoa, 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 Space yeah, yeah. Wizards. Like hang on a minute. I no. wish I could come up with a like a genuine example on the Republican, but like it, even the real stuff, like they'll you know, say that homosexuals are weakening our weakening our military. Or they'll say that like uh, I don't know. Or, Can you uh, jiggle your mic? It's it's clicking every so often. I was hoping we'll get a better connection. Yeah, Let's see what we get that. There. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll listen yeah. and learn. All right. So um, uh, but yeah, the Republicans, you know, like like Trump is saying he's going to take out ISIS. Now this is tricky, right? Since the '80s, since Reagan gave arms to the Taliban to fight against the USSR, it's always backfired. Every time we make these people angry or make them powerful, you've got a, a loose cannon out there that's going to do something terrible. And 9/11 happened. Literally, we gave Osama bin Laden like techniques and weapons. And he attacked New York City and Washington, D.C., and I guess a field in Pennsylvania. Now, Trump goes in there and says, Haha, should be easy for me. I'll go in there. I'll beat him. We'll take him out. What's the big deal? We can't take out ISIS? Patton would be rolling in his grave right now if we said we couldn't take out ISIS. And uh, it sounds so reasonable, and it's something you can get behind when you hear it, but there's a lot of crazy in there. And... <laughs> He's not thoughtful. He's not nuanced. None of them I are. I like that, though. I feel like mm -hmm. he's almost talking off the top of his head sometimes. Yeah. I, I feel like, like, like the, the, those remarks, I feel like he's just going, eh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, let's blow them up, right? I we got lots of that stuff. Let's blow some stuff. We'll blow them up. I definitely support the giving out of personal phone numbers. That I did. Right? That's <laughs> yeah, happened that to me a bunch of times. He, he had it written on a card. Like, like He was prepared. Yeah. He knew they might bleep him if he said it. So he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that asshole that, that tried to, um, uh, like, prank us when we were doing a Road to Black Ops or something like that? I do, yes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, basically, like, he's like, I've got one, and none of us believed it from the start. And we were just like, really? Can you prove it? What do you have? Like, you know, like, how can you show me this? Like, I, you know, before we, we just keep asking for proof the whole time until eventually he's like, you got trolled. So we gave out his phone number, and it got over 9,000 retweets. That's still my most retweeted thing ever. And uh, I enjoy doing that. Like not yes. so much to individuals, but <clears throat> I have I used to tweet out restaurant and bar phone numbers all the time. <laughs> 
just to watch the chaos that would ensue. Like, like <laughs> if there was a, a waitress who was who was being shitty or something, like we, I tweet and tell everybody to ask for Carol, and all of a sudden the fucking phone is ringing off the hook, and everybody wants to talk to Carol. And it's uh, doing that at restaurants is always funny. That's doing awesome. it at bars is even better. Um, we did it one night. Uh, I that that's how that whole thing got started at that strip club that night. Um, they thought that we were like. They couldn't. Under, they didn't realize that we had told people to call in, so they thought that people had found out that I was going to be there, and they were calling in because of that. So they were just like, "This is crazy, man! This it wasn't even like this when Kid Rock came." <laughs> <laughs> so they just giving us free drinks and shit. It, it's uh, that's so, awesome. So, so I love. I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of giving out numbers uh, on social media. I'm a as big it's not proponent too of crazy Republicans running for president. And such a nut. Yeah, He's put, such a fucking I nut. I can't wait for Trump and Chris Christie and and Kenneth the Page all to have a debate. That'll be great. And then you get Rick Perry forgetting why they're there. <laughs> 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 if people don't know, I, like Rick Perry, last time he ran for president four years ago, had this. Uh, he wanted to eliminate a bunch of like major parts of the government. Four. Yeah, I want to say it was four. I know the EPA was one of them. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security might have been Maybe one of them. Maybe the Energy Department or Department yeah. of Energy, something yeah, like that. Like, like some real th- you're like, how are we going to function without an EPA? Anyway, yeah, he starts like reiterating his plan. He's like, I'm going to get rid of the EPA, the Department of Energy. And then he gets stuck. And the people he's debating against are like, psst. Homeland Security. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was it was very embarrassing. It was uh, great. Like they're on it a stage. Him. Yeah. There is a timer, and like uh, I was traveling at that moment, so I, think, I was I was in like a hotel lobby, but it was all over CNN. I think he and Fox said News. oopsie or oops or something whoops, like that. When he, or yeah, something whoops. like that. It might have been. It was, <laughs> it was great. just like God. Oh, you fucked up, Rick. Because he was pretty strong up until that point, and it's it was it's so crazy how how like just a little mistake like that can take the wind completely out of Dude, your sails. So that one, you're right. It is just a mistake. It's just a thing. You know, he forgot his ideas. Like I don't know, people forget crazy things. Look at me, I forget shit all the time. But um, the bigger one for me was uh, Howard Dean. You might have been young for this, but Howard He's Dean screaming. Yeah. So. So basically what happened with like the background to that is this, he, uh, he wasn't like the incumbent. He was kind of on the outside and everybody loved him. He wasn't a pro politician. He was a doctor and, um, like he just started running and doing this grassroots thing and going all over Iowa and all over Vermont and getting support. And he, he kind of did what Bernie Sanders is doing now. Like he's, he wasn't well moneyed. He wasn't like in front, but everyone liked his message so much he became like this guy and uh then in the first primary instead of winning it he did okay he got like second or third and as a way to pump up his people he's like yeah we might have got third but we're going on we're going to south carolina we're going to pennsylvania we're going to iowa we're going all the way to washington dc yeah and the the crowd was all pumped up it totally worked but on TV, it didn't work. On TV, the crowd, like, he was well-miked. So the crowd you barely heard. All you heard is him going, Arr! And it... Yeah! <laughs> and they, <laughs> they made it sound worse than it did. Like, I, I'm gonna... I love it. I love it. He's like, we're going to North Dakota and South Dakota! And, and, he, and for a minute there, he can't think of another state. And he's like, Kansas! And yeah! It's, I thought it was very embarrassing. I thought it was pretty funny. But I once again, like I, I never understand how like that takes them out. Of, how do people go? Oh, no, he wouldn't be good to run the country. Like, like I don't understand how that always changes their minds. Even when her, like I liked Herman Cain uh, when he was uh, running back in the day, and then they there were all those sexual charges found out against him. Um, but even then, I was thinking, well, you know, how does that affect his leadership skills? Uh, you know, maybe he did or did not. Here, do listen that to this at, at twenty seconds. Tell me when you're queued up. All right. Do I need to be at zero or 20? 20. It's All right. I'm at, tw- I'm at, okay. I'm queued up. All right. So just going to put the screen so people can see. Ready, set, play. And North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! 
And there it was. Yar! And that <laughs> ruined him. Like, it became like... he Suddenly, he went from one of the top Democratic candidates to be president to, like, Dan Quayle or something. Like, a national punchline. And, and like you said, like, I, I don't quite see why it sunk him like it did, but... <laughs> yeah, I just sunk him it, it's weird how it's yeah I don't, it should be more sub substantive I, I, I feel like trump pulls one of those every fucking day but like trump is a genius at not apologizing though i love it so we live in a society that is so like like concerned and aware of offending and being offended, right? That's like a huge thing. And it, I, I don't know. I just always feel like I'm on kind of high alert. Like, oh my God, you know, like it, but I, oh, I've got a thing. I'll, 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 I'll divert, I'll uh, digress for a second. So I hired guys to throw away some of the um, trash next to my stable, right? And uh, they come up and there are these two black guys and a dumpster. Like they've got a truck that puts a dumpster off. And, uh, these guys were like jacked, like they were just super strong. You could tell they made a living filling that dumpster and it has done awesome things to their bodies. And, uh, I said something like, holy shit, you were built for picking up stuff. And, uh, and I'm like looking at his biceps and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not big deal. And then they grab like a log and throw it 18 feet into the dumpster. <laughs> and, uh, I mentioned that to my wife and she's like, what? You didn't say that. And I was like, I did. Like, to me, I was like complimenting the guy. And she's like, you told a black guy he was built for picking things? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, not like that. No. But like, I, I it, 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 and it, it ties. Remember, we went to the paintball trip, not the recent one, but before. And uh, I said something in Spanish to my waiter, like, you know, hola or whatever. Uh -huh. And, uh, um, they all said I was racist for assuming that he spoke Spanish. He did. No, that's... He... I, I forget which side you were on, actually. Chiz definitely said I was racist. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was totally just like this, like, hola, amigos, ah, oh, you know, no mas, or, or whatever, you know, no more coffee. Weren't we at a fucking Mexican restaurant or no, something? No, we were at the hotel oh, downstairs, okay. yeah. And, um, anyway, so... Trump, on the other hand, offends the fuck out of people, right? He's, you know, he's always with this, like, you know, Mexico's not sending over winners. They're sending over rapists and murderers and things like that. Does he apologize? No. He doubles down, you know? He treats these people like they're Irish. When, when, uh, when, um, what else? I don't, this Lindsey Graham thing? Do not expect him to apologize to Lindsey Graham. No. That is not happening. Uh, he just goes through life like bullying his way forward, and I, I it's I don't know it's uh, it's it, it's definitely entertaining to watch. I like it, and I feel like as a guy who is also someone in the public eye, maybe something I should learn from. Nobody likes hearing uh, apologies. Really, certainly no one likes hearing uh, you know complaining about haters or something. You think Donald Trump would ever complain about haters? How they're hurting his feelings or getting him down? No, yeah. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. And uh, I don't know. I, I definitely like the show. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, the debates will be good, and <clears throat> even better than the debates will be what uh, you know Saturday Saturday Night Live does with the debates. What you know, uh, all all of our favorite comedians do with those debates. Scary. Uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert both out of the game. Are they going to have uh, you know, capable replacements? Uh, I hope so. Um, uh, <laughs> SNL always does a really good job. Fox um, and Friends? Are they the new Jon Stewart? <laughs> nah, I don't no, know about that. I just consider hey, them jokes, that's all. Yeah, the, I'm looking forward to seeing it, though. It's going to be good. He's just such a buffoon. He, he, he's, I don't think he's taking it very seriously. I think he's just there to have a good time. It seems like that anyway, but who knows? We'll see. It's going to be fun. <sighs> Uh, so I was telling you before the show started, I bought a new tractor implement. It's a land grader. It's meant to like drag over your driveway and it sort of like pulls up all the rocks. And we had like all this erosion damage. If you have a gravel driveway, you have to maintain it from time to time. You know this, but uh, other like I wouldn't have known that, um, you know, before living here. So I bought a tool to do it and I dug up the water supply to the damn guest house, which sucks. It wasn't buried deep enough. 
It was buried like two inches, which also explains why it was freezing. It really should be six inches. I don't know how what it should be. Like I had, I know power's thirty six inches. I thought water was twenty four, but I'm not sure. Um, but it's definitely not. I've two. never. So I'm trying to think. I've put a water pipe in before, and I th it was like a big water pipe though. Like I don't know, this big, three inches, maybe, maybe six inches. I don't know. It was big, um, and I think we put it in like maybe two feet. Maybe two feet, but I'm think I'm talking like the a pipe like that that's just carrying water from your main house to your guest house. That could be. It just needs to be so that you know lawn implements aren't going to get to it. Um, I'm googling it, and it appears that the code varies by where you are. Like if you're up in Minnesota, for example, they make it 36 inches. Mm -hmm. uh, other places they say 12. I thought I saw. Oh, so it doesn't freeze. Yeah, this one says 18. So, oh, that's going to be a problem. If you're digging those things up, like maybe, maybe it is going to freeze. It did freeze. It froze almost every day all winter. Well, and, shit. Yeah. We've got to put a new, put a new, uh, new water line. We're gonna, I'm going gonna to repair the water line, and then I'm going to have it buried deep. I, I think it's deep enough. Just where it crosses the driveway is um, it's, it's like rocky there, so they couldn't bury it very deep. And uh, the guy who buried my Ethernet cable and Time Warner line I have him in my phone and he's like, I remember you. You're the YouTube guy. I'm like, yeah, come on out. <laughs> I, I got, I got a new thing. Oh, there's another thing. Ah, the house talk is probably boring, but we have a telephone pole in our yard, which we don't love, but you know, whatever, not everything is perfect. And, uh, they have to replace a telephone pole with another one. They said, it, you know, like it gets so old after so many years at the bottom, it starts rotting. And, uh, I'm like, you should bury it. And I, the hope is that, it was like $7,500. That's the quote they gave me to bury it. But it might be half that since they have to, they're like, they, if they back out the cost of the pole and, you know, you're like, hey, yeah, because they like them buried too. It's less maintenance. Mm -hmm. So um, instead of 7,500, it might go down to like 3,500 or something, four grand. I was like, God, that, it's worth it to me. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. I'm excited about that. I'd like to get that thing out of my yard. Make sure you bury that nice and deep. You don't want to hit that. <laughs> They'll have pros doing it. But, oh, actually, they said, like, you know, like a lot of the cost is in burying the line. If you can do that yourself, then save some money. Hey, two birds with one stone. You're already going to have your trencher guy there probably for the uh, water I, line. I actually told him, like, uh, let's get a quote, you know, while he's there. So uh, he does he does good work. But anyway, this is not the topic I really wanted to cover. My wife thinks I have autism. There we go. She's, she's nice. been looking at my social interactions, you know, like, like telling these black guys that they're built for picking stuff up. And uh, there's some other one she had. Uh, I mean, you're on the spectrum. But, but <laughs> Everybody's on the spectrum. Um, what else was there? She thought I was autistic for some other reason, just like reading social interactions wrong. And uh, I'm like, huh, is she right? I don't know. Like perhaps, you, perhaps the way you do, you deal with servants. Servants? Yeah, wait staff. You know, I'm those, not those... bad with wait staff. I'm the nicest guy. You're bad with wait staff. You what? are so much worse than me. I'll call them out on their bullshit. That's all. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> right. So when you do it, it's justified. I tip the IHOP person who was awful. And I was like, oh. you know what? I lowered that tip to 10% because that was terrible service. And you're like, fuck them. I'd have given her zero or maybe a penny just so she knew it wasn't an accident. I, now, the penny is serious. The penny you get, like, if you really have been, like, if you go into the negative. But if you're just flatlining as a regular server, you don't get a tip. Like, there's no tip. Especially if, like, I don't know, like, it was, I felt like my didn't get enough refills. And I'm bad to staff? My, I, when, I, when I get my hair cut, they're all hoping to get me. <laughs> I've I don't know I've heard you be a bit I think I I think I would say you are gruff with them sometimes I, I I'm warming up to them I'm a little more sociable now you're warming at 42 you're warming up to them the big point is I fucking tip <laughs> that's why they want me they, you know, they, they, they're like I all tip. right so this guy doesn't want to talk much but he tips like a motherfucker I can accept that I uh yeah, I, I do not accept that I am mean to wait staff. I am sometimes misinterpreted because I don't have an easy time saying things loudly and nicely. Like if I were to say... That is so true. Like, <laughs> like hey, can we have bread? It comes out like, 
Bitch! Bread. <laughs> Get the bread! bread. <laughs> sometimes you just say stuff. Sometimes you say you say mean stuff to the wait staff. That's, That's all. not true. The other, the, uh, remember no the pizza restaurant? What did you say? The guy was like, everything going all right? And you're like, yeah, it's going great. Don't we usually have, uh, we'd usually have some drinks and appetizers by now, I think. Like, no fucking service here. <laughs> That's not, what you said. The last part you added on your own. No, you said it. You, I, you dropped an F-bomb. I don't remember it like that. <laughs> I don't remember so it he, like And that. he's like the manager, so he like goes over to the bar and he's like, what the fuck's going on oh. over here? Like, why aren't they getting their drinks? And this guy's like 19. He can't open the thing to get our beers. And that's what the holdup was. <laughs> that's true, but he also didn't have the appetizers. And it oh, it's was, very true. He wasn't it a good was waiter. literally like 15 minutes in or 20 minutes in. Like, like normally by 15, 20 minutes, you've got your food. This place didn't even bring you a drink for 20 minutes. It, yeah. like, they, were, they were slow with the drinks. Yeah. Yeah, super slow. So. Hey, hey I, I'm harsh on wait staff myself. I, I just, I just think that you're mean to them. It's, it's, there's a difference. <laughs> like, like I, I'll point out they're inadequate. Like I'll say something like, "No, I, I wanted this or that, or this isn't what I wanted, or, or you know, no, I want to sit in a booth." Like I'll just be very direct and tell them when something's bad. But I feel like sometimes you're just like you're kind of cruel to them. That's yeah, not true. That's yeah. not true. I bet yeah. you can't name an example. <laughs> I probably can't. See, uh, let's see. So I feel like so here's the thing you do you make sure that you don't ever let an awkward situation just lie you have to make sure that they know that they're the ones at fault so you'll you'll like you'll be like well what happened was this this and that so <laughs> right and I feel like it like like you're just like admit defeat admit you fucked up and let's move along it's not just a wait staff thing too like uh, <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, I, I just need, like, like, okay, if you screw up, right? If I screw up, I apologize. I go straight to that, like, ah, you're totally right, right? You've probably heard me say exactly that. Um, he's nodding for you guys on the audio portion. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like, if, if I mess up, I'll be like, ah, this is what happened. This is, this is how I made such a mistake, and that's that. But, um, like, when someone just, like, doesn't, admit that they did a bad thing or that a thing went wrong I, I i it's like well shit now i like if we can't agree like we we need to settle this out we need to hash it out we, I, <laughs> but you don't because it's like a waiter or something it's just like let's just pretend like we all made a big mistake and pretend like no one really knew what was going on and then he can bring us our root beers with no ice and then like, like nobody has to feel weird but you're <laughs> just like we ordered them with no ice you you heard us clearly, didn't you, sir? <laughs> These you, aren't real examples, but <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> but but it, I it, it, it like, I'm trying to think. I had an argument. The with cab this. driver um, that, that took it that, that got us lo a bit lost that time. He didn't follow instructions well. He was supposed to follow another cab in Boston. Uh -huh. He didn't do that. I felt like you. And were, he didn't uh, make the attempt either, right? Like, like we didn't even tell him where to go. We said follow him, stick to that guy. And I even made I like I reinforced it. I'm like, do not lose that guy because we don't know where we're going. <laughs> And then he lost him, and it wasn't it hard wasn't. to keep up with him. You no. know, he, he just like forgot the mission. You know, yeah. And 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 I wanted to be like, where are you going? Like, like where yeah. are you going, dude? Like, like there is no like endpoint. It was follow that guy. Like, we don't even fucking know where we are. We're not from Boston. And yeah, you were you were harsh with him. I remember that one well. I'm trying to think what else. I, I, I don't like keep the list of these. I just I just notice when they happen. I yeah. think it's funny. <laughs> but you're right. There is a thing about me where like. When there's a screw up, like I am totally happy to ex admit, uh, like accept apologies, right? Like you won't find anyone less judgmental and easier to, to to accept human faults than me. But when it's like, what? No, I didn't do that. No, nope, no, wait. Clearly, you did. You know, you you did that. And uh, you know, like, can we just all admit that it went wrong? And that's not. No, no, didn't do it. Fucking. Let's go through the evidence. You know, and, and I. It, yeah, I have a hard time just like letting it diffuse and be non-awkward. So, so what are you gonna do about your autism? I guess what every autistic person does: expect the world to work with me. <laughs> that uh, hmm. should I should I seek professional help? I don't know. I'm not sure if you should own all those power tools. Quite frankly, now. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it's dumb house talk, but I've been, I insulated my attic. I might, I got too hot, right? So um, here's the deal. You might remember there was like a heat wave in late June or something like that. It was 100 degrees a couple of days in a row. I think this is the hottest five months in, uh, since we've been keeping track of yeah, how hot months are. <laughs> it's like four out of the top five uh, hottest months ever it's, have been these last four. It's been crazy in our little section of the globe. And um, during the last heat wave, my second story air conditioner there's like four zones in here or something but the the zone that i'm in right now didn't keep up with the heat like it we set the thermostat to 75 or 74 and it was 78 and it just couldn't get it there and i was like this is horseshit let's see what we can do so i like added some like insulation to some plumbing line that didn't do anything and uh, then i look in the attic and it wasn't well done it just wasn't fluffy enough it needed more i did that and then i the steps in particular were uninsulated so like it's made a giant difference, huge. And mm. now like it, like it's, the hallway was never cool, but it didn't really have to be because who cares about the hallway? It all came in the rooms. Now the hallway is cool and it's nice. But when I was doing it, I worked too hard. I got too hot. I literally like, I just about collapsed. And because I'm wearing long sleeves and pants in the heat because it's um, uh, fiberglass and it makes me itchy. and. Are you there? You're perfectly still for me. Oh, okay. You're moving. <laughs> That's better. Sorry. You were like frozen. Anyway, I'm laying on the ground, sweating, vomiting, and... Uh, hey, you got too hot. Barely. Yeah. felt like I It gets really hot in attics. It was probably 120 or more up there. Yeah. And then um, I did... I forget. I did, today, as I was working outside, didn't get that hot. I wasn't vomiting or anything, but it was like, I need water stat. I have not wanted to go outside. It is so baking hot here. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel I feel like we're seeing some of those global warming uh uh effects starting to come into play in our lives. It's it's just so goddamn hot outside. I don't want to go. Since and, I got this house, I haven't had the like great weather. Like it was um I guess the spring was great, of course, but this winter was so rainy. It was the rainiest winter we've ever had. And uh, like I could hardly like drive on my property, like even a tractor or something like that, because it was leaving big ruts. Every time I moved my trailer, it was leaving big ruts in the grass and stuff like that. Um, and my neighbor was like, it is never like this, right? This ground gets cooked like, like an overcooked biscuit. You know, it's just hard like a rock. And uh, it was rainy, super rainy all winter. And now all summer, it's just mega boiling. I think we're going into an El Nino phase. Really? Yes, that's I, what I read on Reddit. I know I, of El Nino, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. Something about warm water in the in the Pacific and some sort of a weather pattern that's that's going to be affecting us for uh, a pretty pretty long term period of time. It's like I a, think it's going to be really hot. It's a jet stream thing, right? That makes it like dip extra. And there's a La Nina as well, right? When the other hemisphere. Um. There is a La Nina. I thought it was the opposite, not in a different place, but I'm not sure. It could be. Um, oh, look at this. It's associated with the band of warm ocean water that develops in central and east central equatorial. Equ equatorial. Equatorial. Thank you. Pacific, um, including the Pacific coast of South America. So what does that <coughs> mean to me? Well, this is not an easy read. So we'll have warmer Pacific Ocean sea surface temperatures than normal, and that will uh, it'll do a whole bunch of shit. I don't know. I don't want to be boring, but mm. it's hot. Uh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot and rainy. <laughs> hot. Surfers love El Nino. They, oh. uh, they get consistently great waves out of El Nino. So that's a thing. Poor penguins. Huh. Yeah, they're screwed. Polar bears as well. Yeah. I don't know. The ones on the South Pole might be all right, right? They got, they got some time. I don't know. I don't even know if there's polar bears on both poles. Well, I, I, I meant the, the, the penguins. I know there's penguins down there. I watched this whole thing about Antarctica the other, the other day. It was pretty cool about the, uh, the people who live there year-round. And uh, I think there's only 500 people down there during the winter. And it seemed like there were, there were like long periods where it was completely nighttime and long periods where it was completely daytime. Uh, it was harsh down there, though. That was interesting. Hmm. Hope wants to get and wants to open her own business. She wants to be one of those people that makes things on Etsy. 
And uh, so we tapped into Kitty for advice, which also means that we shouldn't have crossing product lines with Kitty. Like it'd be good not to compete with her and just use her as a mentor. So currently she's trying to make cleaning products like um, dishwasher detergent and laundry detergent. And it'll make like a safer, more natural dishwashing and laundry. So like the cubes that you would throw into your washer or your dishwasher, right? Yes. And the packaging we haven't totally figured out. Like the cubes you're talking about, like I don't know how to make like packaging that kind of melts but doesn't melt in shipping, but like I don't know how to do that. I would think a foil wrapper. I like the that would maybe. Maybe that's I've se- I've seen them that come like that like like some of the products come like I I'm totally familiar with the ones that do, they're like self dissolving packaging sort mm-hmm. of um, but maybe a foil wrapper that you just kind of like pop out and throw in there I've seen that before with the dishwashing stuff for sure huh that's but, a cool but yeah idea. Kitty mentioned that that's that's cool that she wants to do that I feel that's it's really cool that um, that you can just kind of do your own thing and then start selling your uh, your stuff there uh, Hillary and, was and, talking about it. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it, it, it is, it, it, I thought it was amazing. I thought that it like, everyone's becoming these like little entrepreneurs. They're making businesses. There's like a, like there's, it feels like there's less barrier to starting an Etsy business than any, like it used to be, Hey, you know, you want to start a business? The internet makes it equal. We're all equal on the internet, right? Go do your thing. But we're kind of not, right? Like, it's hard to make an Amazon. You think about the Prime and the suggestions and your history and all the stuff that's going on there, fulfillment centers. Um, Even if you just wanted to make a regular website that sells things, uh, well, I'm sure Squarespace makes it easy, but like, I feel like there's some skills involved in there outside of your normal like what everyone can do. Totally. Business, uh, yeah. But, But Etsy seems to make it really easy. It's kind of plug and play. Yeah. Oh, we should get. We need, we need to talk to Etsy about sponsoring us. We're really kissing their ass here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, what I think it's interesting is Etsy and Uber and like there's a handful of companies that provide an infrastructure for you to be an entrepreneur inside of. Right. Uber, you get to charge your rates. You can charge anything you want. I think that's how Uber works. I've never even taken an Uber, but um, I know I that haven't either. The rates correspond with like supply and demand, right? So you might want to be an Uber driver and just do it on like busy holidays. Like, all right, New Year's Eve, I'm going to be an Uber driver because I got nothing to do and people pay a hundred bucks a ride on New Year's Eve, Halloween, or I don't know, Super Bowl Sunday, times when people might need an Uber and uh, other people might not want to work. There's opportunities there. Uber provides an infrastructure for you to be a taxi and it, it just happens. Etsy provides an infrastructure for you to sell your stuff. And, you know, all you need is like a logo and an idea and you're in business. I think it's like an exciting time that everyone can just do this. Whereas like fast forward to when I was a kid or something pre-internet, if you wanted to start selling something, like getting into retail was kind of a big deal. Like, you know, like, all right, VCRs and Betamaxes are going to be the future. I'm going to fire up my own retail front and rent videotapes and sell these machines. Like that's not an easy undertaking. Like you, you really need some money saved up and you're rolling the dice on yourself. Etsy, you can just give it a go. And Hillary was saying that this kind of like entrepreneur economy is both good and bad for people. It's awesome how everyone has an opportunity and you know lots of innovation can happen and people can compete and that's good and it's exciting. But it's bad that like the, the standard sort of, you know, when you work for a big company, they're paternal, right? They provide your health insurance. Sometimes they provide you a place to live. They, you know, like Cisco, they would provide you with legal advice. They would provide you with, um, I don't know, dry cleaners were on campus. Like they'd wash your car out there. Not Cisco himself, but they'd you know, arrange services and stuff. Um, there's a cafeteria on campus. That stuff all kind of vanishes in this newer economy. You know, you're just on your own. You know, they don't, like, no one's even paying, like handling your taxes for you. Like you're just on your own. Every, you, like, so uh, so it's, it's good and it's bad. You know, there's no one really holding your hand and guiding you towards that, you know, retirement age. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the good is gooder than the bad is badder. Yeah, it's cool. Um, we're uh, it's cool. Uh, I was gonna say we're working on something else for 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 a different Etsy uh, for some different Etsy stuff. 
I think I think they're making some jewelry jewelry with bullets or something. But I don't want to use the cases because I see I think that's lame. I think it's cooler when it's like bullets that have hit stuff. Ah, finally we'll get some desk pops, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we'll fire some bullets and they'll they'll do that like spread mushroom thing. Yeah, I the problem is I. I I need to I need to ask my lawyer about the 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 ins and outs of that. Technically, I'm in city limits right here where I'm sitting, but I feel like if I'm indoors with a uh, with a bullet trap, like I should be able to shoot my gun. Uh, I'm it's not certainly in city limits. I could shoot mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to do. Wow. Like, I don't want to commit a crime on the internet with a gun. No, so I, I, I knew make sure that I do the right thing. But but yeah, I'd be happy to. I've got. You can make a bullet trap really easy. You take a, take a you just take a big trash can, like a fifty-five gallon trash can, and fill it up with rubber mulch. It's like shredded car tires, and you can just buy 50, 50 pound bags of it, and you can use that to make a bullet trap. I bet water would work if it was the right caliber. I don't know what the right caliber is. I know MythBusters did a thing, and uh, going into it, they expected like I did that like the bigger ones would go further. But I want to say nine millimeter traveled the farthest. It had the right balance of like speed and size. Fifty mm -hmm. cal fired. I don't know if it was the least far, but it was really down there. It was like a foot or it, it wasn't deep at all, too. right? Yeah, yeah. They, they just they just sort of explode when they hit the water. And it's such a big round, and it's so like it pierces other stuff so well, like walls and cars and things. I somehow thought like this thing designed for piercing will do great in water, but it did not. Yeah, yeah. The problem with water is, you know, the, the water leaks out, but you can have a trash can full of that mulch and just shoot it over and over and over. Yeah, I would totally destroy my kitchen at some point. If, <laughs> if I had a big barrel of water here that I shot bullets into, I'd be, yeah. at, at some point you're screwed. It, we've done that a lot, and I, I've got ballistics gel blocks and stuff like that, too. It's cool to see what bullets do, because, like, we'll sit around with a specific, like, self-defense round or some funky, weird thing that I've got and be like, what do you think it's going to do? Well, I think it'll go through two feet. And we're like, no, no, no. It's going through four feet, and then it's going through this. And it's like, ah, oh, no way. And then you get to go do it. So that's always fun. Do you remember you wanted to make a bulletproof vest out of Cosmo Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, st I stand behind that. I saved your life on that one. <laughs> I wasn't going to test it on myself. <laughs> True. Yeah, you would have tested it out. But you would have discovered that that was a deadly idea. Yeah, Cosmos don't stop bullets, uh, it turns don't. out. <laughs> <coughs> they just felt so heavy, I thought that they would, you know. I can see where you're coming from, some... and then you were going to add some glue in between the pages, <laughs> which isn't tested, but I still don't think it's going to make yeah, a bulletproof vest. Yeah, get some those, like, tongue, like some popsicle sticks and, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of a crisscross webbing. Uh, exactly. You know, Maybe if you put some macaroni outside the popsicle sticks. Definitely macaroni on <laughs> the outside the shells. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what could go wrong? But but yeah, and you're like, yeah, it'll work, it'll work. And I'm like, it totally won't. And then I found a website called the... I, I always get the name wrong, but it's like the Box of Truth or the Box O Truth or yeah, something yeah. like that. And this guy shot through like seven inches of paper. And it was like, yeah, well, Cosmo's not that thick. Not at all. Uh, do you remember when you first started making FPS Russia videos as I was processing that. Is it okay to say that? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Um, there was a gun range that lent you the MP5. Like we had to like DDoS their website to get you yes. like, unlimited access. Yeah, Do I you... still know that guy. Huh. I, I want... talked to him today. Did you? Yeah. I was wondering, I guess that relationship is probably still there. He'd let you use stuff and I don't know if there's anything you need. Yeah, he'd let me use anything he's got. He's got a few cool little things, but mm -hmm. I, I know a few different. I know a few different little uh, gun stores slash collectors that have, you know, some neat stuff laying around. I need to contact that guy about the AN ninety four. That's the rarest thing I know of. But the uh, the guy that's here local with me that you were talking about, he's got like, uh, he's got like an old AR ten that's worth like ninety thousand dollars or something like that. He's got a bunch of old shit. That's uh, neat. Yeah, he's, at, at the time. He was able to sort of supplement your personal collection, right? Like you had a well, lot of guns. Well, he had machine guns. I didn't have any. Right. You didn't have any machine guns. And you probably had a lot of other stuff. A lot of your stuff was for like hunting and skeet shooting and stuff. Yeah. Now you've got a lot of assault, like a lot of things you'd find in video games. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You, you weren't quite as stocked in video game guns. Definitely not. No. He, and, and, uh, and he has, you know, machine guns, obviously. That, that's what I really wanted to get. I wanted to shoot fully automatic stuff. 
But that was actually, I was actually dealing with that ma- the manager there at the time, and uh, the guy I know now is the owner now that I think about it. That manager that I was dealing with the t- at the time, uh, he was the one I made, I think I told you the story, he accidentally shot a gun in the store, and it hit the counter and ricocheted and, like, shot the storefront window out. Oh, I did think you did. In front of the customer. Oh, how embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, supremely embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I won't say his name, but but it was just awful. The best is that guy online that was saying like he was in a in a classroom environment. He's a he's a he's a big strong he's a federal black agent. guy. I think he was an FBI agent, literally. And he's like, none of you guys should have a gun. I'm the only one here trained in the proper use of firearms. You guys won't be safe. Pow! <laughs> just as he's saying that, he shoots himself in the thigh. It 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 has to be the biggest gun fail I've ever seen in my life. And everybody screams, of course. And he's like, and he handles it well. He, he goes, all right, calm down. Calm down. Now, you see right there, even I can have an accident. Even I can have an accident. <laughs> just think what you could do. And it's just like, all right. He puts the 9 millimeter pistol down, and he grabs like an AR-15 or something, a rifle. And he's like, now this. And the kids go, no, <laughs> no. He's like, no, no, it's not loaded. And they're like, that's what you said about the pistol. And then, after a few seconds, it becomes apparent that this guy is shot, bleeding, and he really shouldn't be continuing the, 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 whole, uh, the whole event. Like, His decision-making get... could be screwed. <laughs> yeah. I've never I, been was... shot. Have you ever been shot at all? Like, even a little? Nothing? No, not even a little. Have you I've got, ever I've got... used your, like, you, I don't know if you have or had a concealed carry, but have you ever, um, I think you still have it, right? Yes. Yes. Have you ever needed your concealed carry? Like in a defense situation? There was a time a long time ago, maybe six years now, where uh-huh. I showed a guy a gun, and uh-huh. that was enough. But I didn't have a concealed carry then, I don't Ooh. think. I'm not, I don't remember if, if I had it then or not. I've never even had that. Far. The closest I've ever come is I was in a convenience store. I had my concealed carry. I was allowed to have it. And, um, like, I, I forget what... like. It, I think, I still think, nothing happened, but these guys walked in with the intent to rob the place and got, like, cold feet or something. Like, it, it looked like a, a, a three or four people, all, like, dressed, ready to rob, came in, and they were being all shifty. They were waiting for customers to leave and stuff. Nothing happened. I was just glad I had my gun. And that's, like, the closest I've ever come. Like, I don't feel safe here at all. As far as being, sh- I, I've been, so I've hit, I've had a ricochet from a 50 cal comeback, like a machine gun, mm-hmm. and, uh, but it was a really long distance. I was shooting down a hill with a big, fi- with a 50 cal machine gun, and one of them came back and hit me in the chest pretty solidly. Like, it, don't, don't think about a bullet. Think about, like, if you just kind of, like, threw it, like, pretty hard at someone. It, it hit, and I was just like, ow! And I looked, and the bullet, like, falls in my lap, and I, and I keep shooting or whatever. Um, so that was just kind of scary. Uh, but I've also had, I don't remember if I was doing the shooting or if my friend was, but uh, it was a, a 5.56 bullet, go, it went 50 yards, hit a steel target, and then came back and hit me like right here and, uh, and made me bleed. Uh, so that one hit me pretty hard. And it, it was like jagged, so it's more, more apt to make me bleed. We, it didn't go in me or anything. Your stories are all better than mine. We did this. We, we were shooting an M60. People don't know an M60 shoots a 50 cal, like a Barrett in the video game. And uh, it was shooting it at a car. And it's just like, all day long, belt-fed M60, doing the thing. And not that I personally shot it all day, but I had my turn. And um, then at night, we started firing it with tracer rounds. And we saw where all the bullets were going and stopped because it was so dangerous. It was like, oh, my God. All day long, we didn't even know it, but bullets were coming back at us. They were flying around. They were going to where we didn't expect bullets to be going, you know, like, like there could have been people there. We, we stopped because we realized that, you know, it, it, dude, if, you've never, if you're a gun guy and you never fired tracers, do that. And, and you might be surprised where your bullets go. It's really fun. <clears throat> it's it's really fun to shoot tracers. Yeah, yeah. Bullets perform very oddly. It's a thirty cal, actually. The the M sixty. I hadn't. I hadn't. Um, Am I wrong sh- on that? What? Yeah. What? What is the one? Maybe it is a thirty cal then. The uh, the fifty cal is an M two. Uh, they call it a Deuce sometimes. Uh, it, it was. I think it was an M sixty, so it must have been a thirty cal. Um, yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, my mistake. But uh, but it's still a, it's a great big bullet, bigger than you might guess. It's uh, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, oh, and then I was shooting that in, that I was shooting uh, fr uh, frangible ammunition, which is meant meant to sort of break up after it hits the first target, rather than can ricochet off and hurting something or or passing through a target and hurting something. It's meant to sort of break. The I've heard of the idea of using it on airplanes so you don't you know just take the airplane down or depressurize mm -hmm. it anyway stuff like that you know in indoors so you don't penetrate multiple walls and hit things you don't want to hit in my where my brother shoots they have to shoot frangible ammo because the uh the range isn't equipped to handle big rifle shots yeah that makes sense so i was shooting i was testing the 45 caliber uh 45 acp like the pistol caliber at uh steel and no matter how close you got it didn't matter. I mean, just point blank, you can shoot it, and you just get misted with this sand that's what's left of the bullet after it hits because it's sort of compressed powder, like copper powder with some denim in there, believe it or not. And uh, so I tried the rifle round, and I, I tried it with the same uh, bravado, I guess, that I had uh, gained. Once you had learned how stuff. safe they were from pistols, yeah, you were ready to pistols. do it with rifles. Yeah, it's just like, well, let's turn up the velocity by, like, I don't know, all, Three triple. Three times, yeah. Yeah. So when I did it that time, I had sort of a squatting stance so that I could get low on the target. And I was maybe a foot, two feet away, and it really sprayed my inner thighs with shrapnel, and it all went like in my skin, and there was just like droplets of blood all over my thighs <laughs> so from all the places where the bullets went in. And so like, we didn't do that anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh that's so, really that incendiary ammo is uh, really or not incendiary they uh, frangible, frangible stuff. It's, it's really cool how you can shoot that stuff. I don't know, r point blank and not get hurt. My introduction to frangible ammo was much different. So I was in New Jersey and I said the range wasn't equipped. It's the backstop in particular. You know this, yeah. but other people might not. Now the backstop, if you were to shoot like some of the bigger rounds, like even in his case, even five five six like I have an AR fifteen, it would put a hole in the backstop. And uh, so they had to shoot frangible ammo. And he's like, this sucks. I hate frangible ammo. You know, it's, it, it's like it costs a dollar a shot. And for two, two, three, right? That sucks. You like, The beauty of an AR-15 is that it's cheap to shoot comparatively. But when it's a buck up shot, because it's know, not. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. And uh, also, it, like, it, I don't know. There's something neat about knowing that this remote hole poking device, like, can do stuff like on the other end there's a lot of energy breaking shit and flying around and then when you're shooting like powders like dust balls it's just we found fun. we found that that ammo is actually pretty destructive against like flesh um i i always wondered what it would do so we actually started shooting it at um uh ballistics Dogs and gel cats and neighbors <laughs> ballistics gel <laughs> and uh and it makes a really nasty deep wound where like the bullet sort of disintegrates but all these little dirty pieces i want to stress the dirty part continue on in and it's sort of like normally you it, it, it normally the gel that the bullet has passed through is the same color as the rest of the gel it's clear but this leaves this black sooty residue as it goes in and a, a, a small bullet opens up and makes a cloud about i don't know that big that's just passing through the target about eight or twelve, eight to twelve inches. Like I picture the emergency room doctors removing it like it's cancer. Like you just take out a big ball of human, and <clears> throw that away. I'm glad you mentioned that because because we split the ballistic shell right down the middle so you could open it up and see you know the a bisected view of the affected of the wound channel. Uh -huh. And like it was all just like you could reach in and scoop out like where it had passed through. Like it was exactly uh -huh. like that. Like everything where the where the the bullet pieces went through was just shredded and ruined. It would you would not 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 want to get shot by that. Of course, I always it, it, like fi finish that by saying, but you don't want to get shot by anything. Yeah, like, if right. It was a, if it w would you like it better if it was just a solid fucking lead ball just piercing through everything it touches and shattering bones? We used to talk about surfing, right? While surfing, we used to talk about sharks. I mean to say, uh. and people would be like, you know, ah, that's a little shark. Like the most it could do is like you know bite you and you'd lose a toe that's still below my acceptable standard like it not my toes yeah if he can do more than suck on my toe i am not interested in a shark bite i i it, like it, let's say he grabs your calf and just leaves a bunch of deep wounds not okay not okay <laughs> there's nothing a shark can do to me that i'm interested in even if it's a small shark even if that shark is three and a half feet long and its mouth is only as big as my hand 
That's awful. I do not accept your terms. I don't want to be bit by a three and a half foot shark. Did you see that shark suit that I linked you guys to in the in the text? Uh, yes. Chat the other night? Yeah. I think maybe I'm going to get one of those. You're not going to do this. <laughs> like, come on, let's do the shark attack. You don't even like salt water. Well, I'm not going to be in it long, just long enough to do my Aquaman ride on the shark. And then, you know, you'll they'll haul me up, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> uh, oh, um, did you see that the, the fella found, uh, I guess it was how I became, found go-karting in London? I saw that you linked it on on the Skype. Now, did they did they want to work with us, or does that individual who like works there want to work? We'll we'll have to see the ins and outs of like we'll, what they can offer. We'll have for. to see exactly what they can offer. They might be like, oh, really? All these people want free rides from America and like not be into it. Um, but what he does is he works with a lot of companies in Europe that do things like this. So yeah. he's less likely to be full of crap than an average person. Well, I would like to go. Uh, as always, like a motivating factor for doing this kind of trip needs to be that like it's worth my time because it, it it it's gonna take so long to get there. I, I that flight is awful, dude. I go both sides. Like on on one hand, the flight is awful. You're hundred percent right. Um, we need to. You know how we show up in Chicago on like Friday night and then do the thing Saturday morning. I don't think yeah. that'll fly with a time zone difference. We need no. to show up. We need a whole day to, to, to battle jet lag because nobody wants Sleepy Woody at go karting. Yeah, or you're looking at you're looking at like uh, two days on the front of this thing and a, at least a day on the back end of it because we're in you know another fucking continent. Like it'd be kind of cool to have the one day to ourselves. It, exactly. Then, the, but that actually is where I was headed. You know, so like it'd take a lot of time. Uh, the exchange rate is tough, et cetera, et cetera. Having said all that, um, it'd be pretty neat to go to Europe. It'd be pretty neat to love up some European fans, uh, you know, UK in particular. Um, that I don't know. I'm very, I'm very interested in this. Chiz will not I be taking a train there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> There's no trouble um, across the Atlantic that direction. No, he'll have to actually fly this time. That or find some fortuitous cruise line that just happens to be making the right stops for him, I guess. But I, in any case... Cruise line is not how he would roll. He would totally find, like, a freight ship or something <laughs> like that. Like, I'm in meat storage! <laughs> so much room to spread out down here! <laughs> I got a temporary job in the merchant... What are the... The merchant marines. Right? <laughs> I had to club a lot of baby seals to get here, but... Like, like he'll find some way to get there that's not normal, but, but yeah, I would do that. Uh, I like go karts. I like the idea of doing that. I've never been there, but I'd love to go there. And I actually have enough airline miles to uh, to bump up to first class, uh, even uh, from from coach. I have enough airline miles to go coach actually uh, to to England to to uh, London and back. Kitty was looking at earlier. My airline miles suck. I don't know what I have, but it's not a ton, and it's scary. Do you not do it every time you fly? I do it most of the time I fly, but a lot of my trips lately have been shorter, like to Chicago. North Carolina, Chicago doesn't really rack up the miles. And uh, also, I get scattered across a bunch of airlines, and that's a problem, too. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I try to exclusively fly Delta. Uh, uh, we like Delta because of a couple things. They... Um, they had like a no peanut policy, I think, or at least a less peanut policy. And they also, um, uh, they're better with wheelchairs. They're better with paintball guns. Uh, I shouldn't have said better with wheelchairs because they're not. They broke two of Kitty's really fucking expensive oh, no. wheelchairs. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, 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 there was, uh, like every time they would uh, like check it, uh, they would fuck up one of the wheels. And she's got like this crazy carbon fiber mm -hmm. and titanium wheelchair. She's got two of them. And uh, they fucked two or three wheels. They paid for it every time. Does she um, have a motor for it yet? She's got, yeah, she's got this, she doesn't really use it, but she's got like this third wheel option thing yeah. that like puts on the back and powers her around. Yeah. But she doesn't like it and doesn't use it. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen her using it lately. Maybe at a conference or something she would, like if she were at Minecon yeah. or something. That, that, yeah, she used it at uh, at uh, the SHOT Show thing in Vegas when it was huge. It, it ran away with her one time. She crashed right into, into a table. It was crazy. Get out. Yeah, it was it just went haywire. It just took off. It was like, and I was like, no, kitty, come back. Chased her down and stuff. How fast yeah. can she go? With that thing, it seems too fast to me. Do you sometimes. think you could run as fast as she goes? Yes. Okay, so it goes but, about but, as mean, quick. 
But yeah, you got it running. <laughs> <laughs> 22, 23 miles an hour, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. But it runs about as fast as a normal person's full speed. I, I think if she was flat, if she was on flat ground, I think it's definitely a jog. It's definitely like it's it's pretty fast, and it'll mm. go uphills too, um, which is like when it's hard to roll that thing. I, I um I pushed her at Minecon from time to time, and of course she never wanted to be pushed when it was easy. It was always like, what a this is an uphill carpet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your man, but uh, uh so yeah, and it, it's it's work. Like by the time you finish, you're uh. You're like, yeah, I can see why she wanted a hand with this. Yeah, uh, I think last time we just sent someone with her to push her around. That's that's easier than worrying about like a piece of technology because uh, one of those th they gave her a prototype one time the the motor. I'm not even sure if I should say this, but it exploded. <laughs> really? It ex there was there was like fire and sparks and flames and stuff. Um, so, uh, but but she, she I know she owns one now. They're very expensive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember when I. When I was tuned into this, she was contemplating the purchase because it's a big one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the deal with that. I don't know how I got on that. Me neither. I don't know. But uh, eh, want to call it a wrap? Yeah. You want to play some worms after this? Yeah, I'll do that. All right. PKN episode 49. I hope you guys enjoyed it.